everyone, and welcome back to the Game of Love podcast. I am your host, Jessica Smith, and I have someone quite fabulous with me here today, life coach and my dear friend, Sachin Sharman. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to, to talk about this stuff. Um, yeah, we've known each other for a while, and uh, this is like the best place in my life I've ever been. So I'm just like radiating love and good vibes right now. <laughs> oh, I love it. Tell the listeners where you're from and where you're at now. <laughs> yeah, so I lived in London for my whole life. And then two months ago, I moved to Mexico. And it has just been, I'm having the time of my life. And it's really fun. Oh, how is Mexico treating you? Oh, my God. It's amazing. Like the food, the weather, the women, the, it's everything here. It's, like, it's blowing my mind. I've been, for the last six years, I've been kind of a boring person. I mean, I've traveled here and there. I've done a few things, but I never really, I didn't have a social life. I didn't have a dating life. I didn't really do much other than build my business and help people and whatever. And if it wasn't related to me, my personal growth, my development, or like some kind of progressing something, I wasn't doing it. And since I got here for the last two months, I've had a social life. I've had a dating life. I've been doing stuff that is not related to my work at all. And it's just been so much fun. Well, when I met you, you were definitely in that work mode. You were you know, in London doing your thing, grinding away. So serious. So serious. And so fabulous, too. I mean, but let's be real too. I mean, you and I hit it off and became instant friends. And now I'm seeing a whole different side of you. I mean, you are, you know, living your best life in Mexico right now. And, you know, there's just a little, little more like sass to you now, a little pizzazz. Oh yeah. There's a lot of sass. And, and you know, the funny thing is it's always been there. I just like, I had so, I've dropped a lot of seriousness and it's only because I just want to have more fun in my life and I want everyone who spends time with me to enjoy themselves, right. which is like, you know, we, we like this term playboy, right? It's, that's what I want. Like, I want it to mean someone who brings fun to human connection. And I really wanted to do that. And I just, I found it naturally happening as I dropped more of the seriousness. Well, and the change of location helps a lot too, you know, to have some fresh air, sunshine, the the ocean, the beach, and then the the nightlife too, you know, it's 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 fun. And and when you get that change of location, it allows you to step into a different version of yourself. Like you said, this version has always been there. It's just been, you know, it it's just been on the back burner a little bit. So now it's it's come out to play. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I would say it's come out to play, definitely. When you said fresh air, I honestly thought you were going to say fresh meat. I was going to say, damn. That too. All right. We get <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that's not far from the truth. Holy shit. I bet. I bet. And you are certainly um, probably some fresh meat down there. And I bet there's fresh meat being served up to you as well. How is your love life there in Mexico? Busy. It's busier than my fucking coaching diary. I'll tell you that right now. When I got here, I hadn't been with anyone for about eight months. And that's kind of normal for me. Like, I'll be like six months or a year or like eight, nine months without having sex, without dating anyone, without talking to anyone. And I'll just be working on my stuff. Yeah, because you work nonstop. Like, when you're back in London, you're one of those people, I know you take a lot of naps. But you also, all you do is like work nonstop, get a tattoo, play with your dogs, take two naps, and that's it. That's like, that's life. You might throw in a meal. <laughs> You're in there. Yeah. And it was like, it was all coming from this misunderstanding. Like, if I don't work hard, then I'm going to lose everything I have. And it's just not true. And that was the first thing to go when I came here. I took six weeks off, six whole weeks of doing nothing. And I got kind of bored at one point and that's when it hit me like, oh shit, if I'm bored, it comes from me, not, not anything that's going on around here. And yeah. I'd been in lockdown for like a year. Like I, I wasn't used to being around people. So like my first few dating interactions, 
didn't really go that well. But after like three weeks or so, man, I just start, I don't know what happened. I just started meeting loads of women. And on the street, I, I talked to people every day, not just women, but everyone. And I kept meeting new people. And sometimes I'd meet someone at the beach. I'd be like, hey, why don't we go and chill at my place? I've got some pineapple in the fridge. And everyone knows what that means, okay? We're adults. We all like sex. We all know exactly what that means. I've got some pineapple in my fridge. I've got some pineapple in the fridge. (laughs) I'm going to eat that later. I'm going to, you know, like, later tonight, I'm going to go out and have cocktails, and I'm going to be like, hey, I have some pineapple (laughs) in my fridge. (laughs) If you say anything, it's going to sound sexual. Like, hey, I just ate a carrot last week. Like, that's, yeah. I think we we all know there's like subtext when we speak to each other, men and women. And that's something that I've been having a lot of fun with. Like the other day, there was a, a woman sunbathing upstairs on the roof with, there's a pool there and she was in a bikini. And I just started talking to her and she, I said something and she looked really shocked and her mouth was open. So I, I said, wow, you can open your mouth really wide. And she just like, this the subtext of it is hilarious right and i just stood there just looking at it in her face and i really enjoyed it but before when i was taking things too seriously i wouldn't have done that i would have just been like hey do you want to go out for dinner no you don't okay bye and just being super serious about it all the time and not not everyone wants dinner like i i eat a lot of food so i like dinner but not everyone wants to do that sometimes they just want to get down with the get down straight away especially when they're on vacation you know that's a that's a vacation vibe is like, Hey, you know, I'm going to go eat with my friends and family, but you know, you could eat me afterwards if you'd like, <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, and that that's a beautiful thing. You know, like I said, getting out of our usual location allows us to play a little bit. And I love that you are in this space and able to have some fun because Two, you know, being your friend, I've seen you work so hard and you've had some amazing accomplishments, which is beautiful. And it's great to see you living your life. Also, you and I, we vibe, we vibe hard, we vibe well, and we always have a great conversation when we are together. And I wanted to bring you on so you could talk about your love life. And you and I have a lot of things in common. And there's one thing in particular that you were talking about on your Instagram. And I'm like, well, we got to talk about this together. And that is the term playboy. Now, I, I call myself a playboy all the time. I was just on, I was on a show today giving an interview and I'm like, I'm like a playboy over here. And so when you said playboy, I was like, spirit was like, you two get together and talk about this concept of being a playboy. And I would love for you to share with us, what does playboy mean to you? Yeah. When you told me that, I was like, yes, I I knew. And uh, Ashton told me too. She's like, dude, you and Jessica need to talk. This term, it's been branded as like, the fuckboy thing, which I still don't really get. And I just, for for me, it means someone who, um, for men, it means a man who loves women. Everyone loves sex, but loving women is different. Like when you love someone, you put them, them, their, their needs or like what's good for them before your own. Like I have dogs, right? They're in England right now. I'm not seeing them. But when I, when I knew my dogs haven't been walked today, no matter how tired I am, I'm walking the fucking dogs because I love them. When it comes to playboy loving women, it doesn't mean you, you're just like trying to get every woman in your bed. That's, that's, not, that's not loving women. Loving women is like, I'll give you an example. We went to this club. My friend wanted to have a threesome and I said, okay, cool. I'll help you create this. There's three girls dancing on a table. We went over and started talking to them. They all came back to where we were staying and I wasn't feeling very good. Like my, I had really bad food poisoning, but I didn't know it at the time. I just, my stomach was not feeling right. Mm. So I told my friend, hey, take these two girls to your room. I'll take their friend to my room. And I told her, their friend, hey, listen, we're not having sex. We're just going straight to sleep. You understand? She's like, yeah, 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 sure. We get into my bed. I take the duvet. I put it over me and I look like the other way. So I'm facing the wall, right? 
she's like sending voice messages, talking on her phone. I'm like, hey, what do, what do you not understand about go to sleep? So, oh, sorry, sorry. She puts her phone down and she starts touching me and, and I'm like, dude, I am tired and I'm sick. Please don't touch me. And, you know, she said to me, I thought when you said, come, like, we're not having sex, just come sleep in my bed. She said, I thought you, you were joking. I thought this was just like a, a tactic to get me in your bed. Mm. And, you know, woke up the next morning, I put my clothes on, like, same normal shit, just being myself. And this person who was in my bed had a long night and probably arguing with some guy on her phone as she was sending voice messages in the night. She's tired. Her friends left without her. So they left the night before and she was stranded there. So I walked into the bus station. She got a ticket. She went home. To me, that is loving women. And that's what playboyism is all about. It's like spreading this, like treat women the way you want to be treated. Like, um, you know, if, if I was in that state and someone offered me, hey, look, you can crash here tomorrow in the morning. Go, go, do your shit. It's all good. I'd love that. But I think a lot of men are um, in the mindset of uh, they think they have to manipulate women into sex. And this is the other part of being a playboy. That women are the horny ones, I think, most of the time. Like, if men think about sex every 10 seconds, I think women think about every three seconds. Yeah. We, we are led to believe stuff that's not true. And this big, a big part of being a playboy is, like, women want great sex. Men also, but... A lot of the time, we don't communicate enough to get to get help everyone get to where they want to be. So, just taking time. Like I did this the other day. I just asked a, a potential lover of mine, "Hey, before we start touching each other, let me just check with you. What do you like?" That's it. It was that simple. And she said, "You know, I made some. I, I made some funny jokes about yeah, I can't wait to put my dick in your mouth or something." And she was enjoying it. But then I checked with her, is that something you like? And she said, no. I said, all right, cool. Thank you for telling me because I don't want it. I don't want to have expectations and whatever. And that's another part of loving women. It's like, I, I would like it if you asked me, hey, does this feel nice? Would you like this? Would you like that? It's great. And this is how we can normalize having a good time with sex. It's like a restaurant. You know, if you went into a restaurant and you said, what's good? Or, hey, I'm just, I've just sat down and the restaurant shoved a plate of food in front of you. You'd be like, whoa, I didn't order this. And that's what I think a lot of men do. Like women are sitting at our restaurants and we're like slapping a plate of food in front of them. Like, here you go. Slap eat a it meat down. It's a slab of meat. Just take this woman. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's like, most of my friends are women, right? And the girls that I'm, I'm hanging out with, I ask them all the time, like, have you met other guys? Like, what's your dating life like? And I'm, I'm learning so much. It's making me a better lover. It's making me a better friend, a better coach, everything. And one thing I keep hearing is men are selfish in bed. They just, they get their rocks off and that's it. And the second thing is like, this is quite common. I've been hearing it a lot. Women fake orgasms. The most common reason why they fake it is because what the guy is doing is hurting them and she just wants him to stop. So she's like, Okay, yeah, yeah. Great job, Derek. I'm done. You want to go home now? Get the vibrator out. Bam. Finish the job that he was supposed to finish. Yep. And that, that all of this stuff can be avoided if we like go in this direction of bringing fun to in these dating interactions. This is coming from someone who is super fucking serious for so long. I can attest to that. Very serious. Yeah. Uh, to your point, I, I agree with that. Having a fun sexy, lively conversation about sex before sex is, it can be really, really beneficial. I had this guy that was, that was after me and we flirted and we were, we were talking and texting and, and we went out on a date and we were having a great time and it was all moving in that direction. Well, he was very in his masculine and he took me to this place where like, I love tequila. He took me to a tequila place, sits down, orders me tequila and says, and asks, how do you like your sex? And Sachin, I was like, nobody's ever asked me that before. I've never had to articulate it before. So I'm like, no, a good. And he's like, no, no, no. I need specifics. I need to know how you like it. And so all of a sudden I'm like, okay, well, I like this and I like that. And he's like, okay. He's like, 
what do you really like? And I'm like, oh, I really like this. And he's like, great. What are you not willing to do? And I'm like this. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, what about you? And so I turned the tables on him and he shared how he likes the sex, what he's willing to do, what he's not willing to do, what he prefers to do. And we sat there and looked at each other and we literally had like a, a list made. We're like, okay, our sexual styles are very different. And we both were like, like not going to compromise, but like, let's go into this knowing that you like it this way. I like it this way. Let's see if we could figure this out. And then we drove back to his house and like, it went down and it went down several times that night and a few other nights after that until the compatibility like kids, it, it reached its threshold, but it was because we had that conversation. If we wouldn't have had that conversation, I mean, like it, it probably would have been bad to be really honest. Cause it was so like, he was very, very aggressive and had like things that he liked to do that I would have been like, you fucking do that again. I'm going to get up and punch you in your face and I'm going to leave. And I don't even need my clothes. I'll walk out of here and Uber home naked. Okay. <laughs> um, you're funny. You know, last week I had this crazy week. I met, so I, like I said, when I came here, I dropped a lot of seriousness and I, I have a massive sexual appetite. Like I'm, I'm like a, a very hungry lion all the time. I was at this restaurant with my friend and I saw this girl get out of the car and I was like, damn, she's hot. She walked into the same restaurant we were in. So I go over, start talking to her and I got her phone number. And then um, a couple of days later, I said, hey, let's hang out tonight. So we went to this restaurant, we started eating and I'm just talking my normal craziness like I did, like, like I do now normally. And yeah, she really enjoyed it. And then we came back to my place. She really loved weed. I like to smoke too. So we smoked a little bit of weed and we were just talking and I was just touching, like rubbing her stomach, touching her all over with our clothes on. And then I started asking her, so what do you like? And she sat up like as though, as though I'd said to her, like, do you know, spaceships are landing on the fucking earth right now. It's like I asked her the craziest question ever. She sat up, bolt upright, like, what did you just say? I said, tell me how you like to be touched. What do you want? Do you, do you like this? Do you like that? And she was just so shocked. She started telling me what she likes. And she said, why are you asking? I said, why do you think? I'm about, I'm about to put my face in between your legs. Like, why do you think I'm asking you? And then um, she's like, okay, we spent Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all day with each other, just, just going to fucking town on each other. And at the end of those five days, she was like, okay, we need to fucking have a break. We need to get back to our routines, go to the gym, whatever. Like, I need to ice my vagina. Yeah. Give me a second. <laughs> real, real shit. And she's like, I literally just got my period, so I'm good. Like, everything's fine, but, like, I need some time. And it really spoke to me. Like, if I didn't ask her all that stuff, it would have been like what you described. I, I wouldn't have been able to satisfy her because I, I don't know what she likes. And sex is shit for me. If, if she's not enjoying herself. And when I told her these things, it's like I became more attractive to her and she just wanted to keep sharing more and trying new things with me. And I was like, hey, I'm down to try a lot of things. Here's some things that are out of bounds for me, but everything else is cool. Like, what, what else do you want? And we're planning our next fuck dates. It's so cool. Well, there is so much there. You know, when it comes to sex and we, when we don't have conversations about it, when we don't get to know each other, then we're really going in blind. And there is a lot of trepidation with that, especially, I would say, especially for men in regards to the female anatomy. I have a lot of compassion for men because like a dick is pretty straightforward, okay? Like, you know, it's pretty easy to find your way around it, you know? But but like the pussy is a whole nother story. I mean, you like, you could be centimeters from pleasure or pain or like annoyance or like blah or like an orgasm like it's so complex and I think it's really important for a lot of guys to educate themselves like there's a book she comes first it's written by a man like it's so good like it spells the anatomy out beautifully in a way that like even as a woman that knows my body so well I was like wow this is really informative I just realized why 
Like when I come, I need him to like slow down his pressure because like my clit is on a hiatus, like it retracting up in my body. Anyway, it's really important for us to educate ourselves and then to have those conversations. I think it's just so important. And then it just, it relaxes the tension. And I, you know, speaking to your situation, I love that she was so like, did you really just ask me that? And having that conversation, then it just lessens the anxiety and then it ups the intimacy. And I don't, it's so funny, Sasha, how like we will all fuck all the time, but for us to talk about our fucking is difficult. Yeah. You're not wrong about that. And when I, I make it like a normal thing, because I'll, I'll talk to a woman about sex because, I, and I'll tell her, look, keep hanging out with me. We're going to end up fucking. So we might just talk about it and make sure that it's good, a good time for both of us. Because you keep coming around here looking like that. I'm a You're man. You're going to get fucked. Yeah, you know you wanted to. Like, no, let's not lie about it. And it's been really funny to, to see that. But one, to speak to what you were saying, a big thing that mo- a lot of men are missing is leadership. You know, like, if you if you can lead effectively, women like that. But leading is not like being a manager or a boss, like, hey, do this. Leading is like going together with someone somewhere, and you're, you're just directing the action. So yeah. a part of that is let's direct ourselves into being better at get, licking pussy. Let's get better at making your girls squirt. Like, that happened to me the other day. Like, my beard was soaking wet. I started to... I, I t- took off a lot like of towel the, off the, in between sessions. That was the first time someone that's, that's ever happened to me. It was insane. My bed was soaking wet. It was crazy. But yet, yeah, that only happened because I'm willing to have the humility as a leader to understand what the woman wants. And a lot of men, they won't say, Hey, Jenny, you know, we're having a great time together, but can you teach me how to eat your pussy properly so yeah. that you have those orgasms where you can't even talk? And you just, you, you're, you're curling up everywhere, like everything just rigid. It looks like you're a fucking corpse sometimes. That's the kind of orgasm I want to give you. Teach me how to do it. She'd be so excited, like, holy fuck, wow. Like, let, think- let me show you, let me show you the way. And there's a huge difference. I was with a guy last year that was very bossy. And I just want to like paint a little picture of what this looks like. Like the opposite end of that, he's like, I like it this way. I like it here that it was so regimented. I'm like, really? Like, I'm like one of like 50 girls that is standing on this corner of your bed, bending over. So you can see in this light, I'm like, this isn't sexy. That's not, that's not the leadership. That's being a dictator, Mm. you know, and being the leader is calling forth the best in people. And really, you are asking for the woman to show up. You're like, please, come to me. Let's show up in this. Let's have an amazing sexual experience. And, and that's what a leader does. A leader brings forth the, the teammates. Yeah, and this is, you know, like, so I'm a coach too. Like, leadership for us is, is essential. Like, you can't be a great coach if you're not a great leader. And when I, when I work with people, it's so, I keep seeing it so similar to the women that I'm with. My clients and the women that I want to be with, it requires the same thing of me. It just requires me to be a leader and say what needs to be said if no one else is willing to say it. So the other day, um, you know, the, the girl from the roof, she came, she sat here, we were just talking. I said, look, I, I understand that you got really wet when I said this to you. And I want you to know it's okay. And I want you to know you come back here is, you know, we're probably, you keep spending time with me. We are going to fuck and it's okay. Like there's no judgment here. I just want you to know that it's not going to be good for me if I don't know what you like. So let's talk about what do you like? And she said something so heartbreaking. She's young. She's like 24, I think. (laughs) (laughs) So she's in your 20s. I'm 28. I still feel like a baby. She said something so heartbreaking to me, Jess. She said, I know what I don't like, but I don't know what I like. And it, I just felt it like, oh, man, like, you haven't had good sex. So, like, let's find out what that looks like for you together. It might not happen. It, I have no idea. But just to hear that, it made me realize, like, fuck, man. Like, a lot of men are very selfish. And it's giving the rest of us a bad name. And it's putting women off. And like uh, one of my friends, she's bi, and she's like, 
yeah, I wouldn't have fucked you, but you know, you, you're kind of interesting. And I thought, okay, well, you know what? I'll give it, I'll, I'll give it another shot. And she was pleasantly surprised. And she said, dude, I, I really don't like men because I just assumed all of them were selfish pricks. Mm. And that, that needs to go. And that brings up a distinction between being a playboy and being a fuckboy, because a fuckboy is selfish, and they are disconnected. They are not interested in pleasing, and if they are, it's just to get them off. And that's a that's a very definitive thing between being a fuckboy and being a playboy. Being a playboy is being, like you said, a lover of women, and it's also it's really about being a good lover. I mean, I really, I use playboy and lover interchangingly for myself because when, and I would love to hear if this is your experience as well. When I am with someone, I am with them 100%. They like my mind, my heart, my spirit, everything is there. Even if it's even if it's just going to be a one night thing, if it's just going to be an in and out, like I am going to like make the most of it. And I'm going to honor that person. I'm going to be with them. I want to satisfy them. I want them to satisfy me. It's an experience. So coming from the seriousness, I, I had a hard time with sex for most of my life. And I only really started enjoying it like two years ago, maybe even maybe even sooner than that, I don't even know. I was in my head most of the time when I was having sex and it was like impossible for me to come, which is great for women, but I'm sitting here like, oh, you know, would be, would be nice for me to finish one day. <laughs> right, can I, can I get one? Can I get one? <laughs> yeah, literally, I'm looking around like, okay, glad you had a fun time. Like, honestly, the most common thing that was happening to me since I started my love life up again, which was 2017, the most common thing that happens is she gets tired and she's like, I, I really can't carry on. Um, can we take a little break? We have a break for a few hours and start again. And it, it, the only way I could finish is if I finished myself. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's a, that was how I was being for the last, I would say, like four years or so. Now I'm enjoying it way more because of exactly what you said. I'm, I'm really there with that person. And it's easier to be there with that person if we get rid of a lot of the questions that we have. Oh, I hope she likes this. Well, how the fuck am I supposed to? I need to find out. Or does, does she like it when I do this? Ask her. Like, I'm a very straightforward and direct person. So I said to you, this girl, um, we literally just met. I said, has anyone ever put their tongue in your ass? And she was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? She did, but she didn't say it like that, like as in, in a bad way. She it's started like her laughing. whole face, her energy, her body said it, right? And she she was like, um, I, 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 and, and she was like stuttering. I said, hey, look, uh, regardless if, if they did or not, do you like that? And we, this, we only been speaking for like 30 minutes and, and I've started asking her these questions. And when we actually started having sex, she, she said to me, wow, I'm so glad you asked me all those questions about what do I like because she really loves anal and it's not really something I've been playing around with. And I was just, my whole mind was open because she told me straight up, this is what I really like and I want you to do this with me. I like things like this. So it helps me to be more with her yeah. when, and not in my head when I know more. And, and when I ask questions, again, being a coach, helping me a lot, just ask questions. I think men are very logic-driven and we want definitive answers. Well, hey, this is a fucking perfect time to be like in your masculine. Find out. And then when you're with her, like her body will tell you what, what to do next or like, what, what she wants next. And it's just, I, you can't listen to that if you're in your head because listening and thinking are two mutually exclusive activities. You can't do them together. Fuck, I wish I knew that earlier. <laughs> mm -hmm. You are so right. And you really just need that. You need that confirmation to know. Because otherwise, you know, if you're going down on some girl and you don't know what she's thinking, you know, you could be at it a while. You could get in your heads, you know, there's there's so many variables. And I want to go back and speak to the the woman that said that she, you know, doesn't know what she wants. That saddens me so much as well. And I've heard it so often 
just as a, as a woman, you know, being amongst other women and also being a coach too, there are so many women out there that have difficulty reaching orgasm, who haven't reached orgasm, who can only reach orgasm in certain ways and it's hard for them to express it, who don't self-pleasure either. I was doing this like health survey for this like flow app to like track your app. And they asked all kinds of questions. And one of them was, how often do you masturbate? And it was like, never, seldom, every once in a while, daily. And I'm like, daily. And I was 3% of the population. Whoa. 3% of the population. And that broke my heart because I'm like, an orgasm does amazing things for a person. It, it, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think men need to understand this. If you're, uh, and this is going to sound rude, but if your woman is is giving you a lot of hard times and, and you give her an orgasm, she'll probably stop because it flushes the lymphatic system and it creates, what does it do? It, it like balances the pH of your, of your uterus or loads of shit, like stuff that's good for you if, if you want to make a baby, stuff that's good for your relationship if you want to stop having arguments, like, we get sexually frustrated and it's obvious, but men, it's like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll just deal with it myself. With women, it's really different. Like your sexual frustration is like a million times worse not. Thank you for saying that. And that that's a real thing. And to go back in history, vibrators were created by a doctor who was helping women with hysteria. There's even a movie about, it's called Hysteria. And it talks about how women, they weren't having orgasms and they were literally going crazy. And I was with a a man for a long time. And there was one day that I was, I don't even know what I was upset about, but I was upset. And he walked over to, I was sitting down on the sofa and I'm like, he takes my hand, takes me to the bedroom and just like lays it on me. And I come and I'm like, oh my God, I was like a completely different person. And he kisses me and he's like, that's, he's like, you needed that. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't need that. He's like, I knew you needed that. And that's why we did that. So it's a, to, to validate what you're saying, we, we need it. We need it on every level. (laughs) I think uh, it's sometimes men can get, have a misunderstanding about this. It's not about, Hey, fucking is the solution to all of your relationship problems. Like small things that you know, you know are blown out of proportion and she, your woman's just upset. Like, that's a good time. If it's like a serious relationship problem, like, hey, your mom said this to me and I'm pissed. Like, no, don't take her in the bedroom and start trying to do shit. Right, right. <laughs> that's a good point. You're like, you know what? We just need to not go on out. You know, you just need to come. We'll be fine. You'll be in a better mood. And, you know, you could get yourself into more trouble. Yet, you know, when you are when you are in tune with someone, you could feel it. And like with, with that man, he knew me. And so he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She just, you know, needed that release. So yeah, you're right. Just knocking one out isn't the, the, the cure all to everything. And also, like you said, there's so many benefits to it. And I, I'm glad that I have this opportunity, that we have this opportunity to talk about this. Because like I said, a lot of women, they don't know how to pleasure themselves. They don't believe it's right. Like they're, you know, uncomfortable about it. They think it's dirty. And, you know, you and I know each other well, and you will not be surprised at all to hear my friends and I talk about sex and orgasm and masturbation, like what we had for lunch today. Like, it's not a big deal. I, it's, it's hilarious. And when, when you are allowed, and I would love to allow my female listeners to, to go ahead and, and normalize this self-pleasure pleasure in uh, whatever sexual capacity you are in like do it there there is nothing wrong shameful dirty it's this is nature folks like this is as normal as breathing air <laughs> yeah and i told one of my friends i said hey like you don't really know what you like just use me as your sex toy and figure it out she's like wow shit i never thought of it like that i'm like yeah like it doesn't just just go to town on yourself and me do whatever you want 
and just with time you'll get it like oh right i like this i don't like that whatever and i think for men to understand that uh, just be having some patience while you, while she figures it out it goes a long way because i think women will put up with a lot of shit that you that we do like stinking for example right some men smell and it's okay like you know we're stinking men it's fine women will put up with that shit like not crazy levels but she'll tell you hey go use some deodorant but it it won't be like a deal breaker if you're if you're really learning what she likes and giving her what she likes in bed even like some guys don't have jobs but they're putting it down right and women are like yeah fuck it he ain't got a job he lives on my couch but i never felt this good in years that's right it, it all comes back to that like if we're willing to give ourselves pleasure, then we're willing to uh, give space for her to, to enjoy it and to give herself pleasure. This is, this is like um, a like weird dynamic going on sometimes. Like I meet some, some girls and they, they're like on the defensive straight away. And even when we're in bed, sometimes they'll be like defensive. I'm like, oh, like, let's take a break. What's up? What's going on? And one time, one of the girls was just like, I don't know, I feel a bit uncomfortable. I said, okay, well, what do you want to do? She's like, let, let, I want to put my clothes back on. Okay, cool. Put her clothes back on, chilling, touching each other. And she said, yeah, that's the first time anyone's ever been okay with that. Because if I, when I get, she was getting in her head and she started worrying about things or whatever. And instead of just power through it and don't worry about it, it'll be fine. I'm the opposite. I'm like, yeah cool, like, let's take a little break. I think a lot of men are, not just men, I think a lot of people are um, selfish in a bad way when it comes to their needs in bed. But if we flip it, right, so I'm loving women for doing what's best for someone. She fucked my brains out the next time we were together. And it's only because it gave her that space. Yeah. And we. this is another thing a lot of men don't consider. I don't want to have a lot of sex once with, with a lot of different women. I'd much prefer a small group of women that I have a lot of sex with regularly and repeatedly because you get deeper relationships, it's more fun, you get to know each other, blah, blah. But you have way more sex, and I love sex. Like, that, my friend who I told you about just now, she said to me, I have never felt so comfortable with anyone. That's why I want you to do all these nasty things to me. And never never been allowed the space to explore it before well and you are giving you are giving these women what they need you are seeing them very intimately you're like you said a few moments ago you're being patient with them because like for for the female body you know it takes some time you know that's that's why there's foreplay that's why it's been preached about for millennia you know, it's because we need to get those engines revved up. And when we have the, when we have safety, when we have the attention, we have the skill, you know, you know, through whether it's through an innate knowing of a man or a training of a man, all those combines, then that's when you start experiencing those amazing levels of eroticism when, you know, you forget your freaking name and you don't know where your left leg is. And I, you know, you can't hear out of your right ear. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I had that experience the other day. The girl that I was with, she squared all over me, all over the bed and everything. And I didn't realize she was doing because she was screaming. I'm like, yeah, she's like, um, I, I was about to move my head away and she just like pushed me back. And I was like, okay. So she's, like screaming a fucking head off and afterwards like, ah, ah. it's like you know like after you've gone for a massive run and you're like really out of breath and i said to her is everything okay then i looked at the bed and myself I was like damn what the fuck happened she's like that was the best time i've had in a she said she hasn't been fucked like that since oh. she was 21 mm. because you set the stage you made her feel comfortable seeing you listen to her needs and then she was able to open up to you and and that's huge and you know when it comes to I, I also want to touch on the woman that needed to put her clothes back on because there are a lot of women who have experienced sexual trauma and mm. the stats say it's it's one out of four women have had something 
something bad happened to them. And that when that is there, that causes some difficulties. And, you know, there's a range of difficulties. And sometimes women will have trauma responses. You know, that woman wanting to put her clothes back on, that was a trauma response. There was something in her that said, I am not safe. I need to get my clothes back on. Like, you know, some women will just be like, you know what, actually I'm done. I'm going to I'm going to head home, you know, some women, I mean, I've heard stories from my guy friends just the other day, my guy friend was saying that him and his woman were wrestling and he had her pinned in a certain way. And she freaked out and just like, she wasn't physically hurt, but it was a trauma response from something that had happened in her past. And she started screaming and crying and he, he had no idea what he did. So part of that, you know, I, I can't stress it enough is to, as you said, be patient, ask questions, be adaptable. And when you create that, that's trust. And that's when, you know, even if some woman has experienced sexual trauma, she can, she can work through it. And it actually can turn into a a beautiful healing for a woman that she's like, okay, I can be with this man that, you know, that's with me, that can treat me well, that, can be delicate with my body and my heart and my psyche all at the same time. And so, you know, you handle it well and shoot, you can like help to heal somebody's, somebody's trauma. Not that you want to take on that, but just that's something to be aware of to all the people that are listening. That since sexual trauma is so prevalent for women that we have to be conscientious of it because it's a numbers game, right? You know, you being out at Mexico and these flood of tourists are coming by. Well, one of four women, you know, that's a crapshoot. So you got to be aware of that. So when a woman is in your bed, you got to be, you know, prepared for those situations and be able to handle them appropriately. Yeah. And that's why I think the work that I've been doing on like dropping expectations, dropping seriousness, it's been so helpful for me. Like I have my own coach and every week or like eight times a month I get coached on stuff and you know one time I brought up to my coach like yeah I got frustrated like I wanted to have sex with her but she's like no I want to wait and I was cool in the moment I'm like yeah yeah, yeah, everything's cool but I noticed my like frustration was coming up and I asked my coach like what can I do about it and he's like there's nothing to do about it but there's something to see here your frustration in the moment comes from I wanted this now but it doesn't mean that it's true. It's just a feeling. And the feeling comes from whatever you're thinking about. So you're thinking, wow, I can't wait to you know, do whatever. And someone says, not right now. Your, your response is not, um, it's not set in stone. Just because you heard a thought in your head which said, ah, let's do it now. It doesn't mean that that's how you actually feel. And when, when I waited... Um, and then we had sex it was it was incredible and it was like literally like you're saying like creating trust um it's so much easier for us to do when we don't when we drop our expectations Mm. like one one of my friends who she came to my apartment I didn't really know what what was going to happen but I just stayed open and we're really good friends we never had sex or anything and she put oil in my hair which is something I really enjoyed so that was nice but if I had loads of expectations then we wouldn't have had a great time. And I would have been thinking like, okay, I think a lot of men do this. Like, how can I steer this into a sexual encounter? And the, the, the thing is, we don't really need to do that. Like I said earlier, like women are the horny ones. If we just present ourselves like, hi, I'm Sachin. I'd like to show you my big dick. Um, you, women will decide. All right, yeah, or no. And, and that's that. And, and it can be so much more simple than we think it is. And the, the key word there being think. Think a lot of things, most of them are bullshit. Well said, well said. And dropping expectations, not thinking about it so much. And then to add another dimension to that is co-creating the experience. That it's like, you know, it's like baking a cake. You know, you come with certain ingredients. I come with certain ingredients. I don't know if we're going to make like a lemon meringue pie or if it's going to be like a peanut butter, you know, thick chocolate cake. I don't know. So, (laughs) you know, when we come together, we can create something, you know, it doesn't have to be like how, you know, you normally do things. It can be like, 
well, I don't know what's going to happen here, but we, you know, we, we let ourselves explore and, you know, just, just be in the flow, really. Mm. So I came, moved into this building a couple of months ago. I made friends with my neighbor and we were out walking one night and I said to him, dude, if I looked like you, I'd have zero problems getting laid. Like, what the fuck is your issue? And I realized he's just lazy, but what doesn't the main thing. The other thing is men are not looking for the signals that women are showing us all the fucking time. Mm. They're not looking for like the eye contact. They're not looking for um, an invitation to go talk to someone. And this, this is the saying, you know, you'll find whatever you're looking for. So when I'm walking around, I know what I'm looking for an invitation to go talk to them. If you're not, if you don't know that what that looks like, or if you don't know, if you're not looking for that, you'll find a billion fucking reasons why you shouldn't go and talk to people. Yeah. And and I talk to everyone. I like talking to old people a lot because I always learn something. But old people, women, people who look like they're doing interesting things, I'm just looking for an excuse to talk to people. And you'll always find it if you're looking for it. I think a lot of men are trapped in their heads, like. I don't know what to say. She might not want to talk to me, but like we can just slow down with all of that. And there's a big difference. The thought created world and the real world are two very different places. In my thought created world, oh my God, what do I need to say? How will she, whatever. In the real world, she's just standing there. I'm standing here. Like there's nothing in the way. There is just go and play and see what happens. And I think a lot of men are not doing enough of that. I agree. I think a lot of men are scared with the approach and they're scared of, you know, rejection, which is a valid concern. And it's not at the same time. It's like, okay, what? She, she doesn't like you. Well then big deal. There's a billion, some other women in the world, like keep going. That's something that I learned from one of my friends who, who is a past lover and he was a pickup artist and so we would do a lot of like insider trading. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and he would tell his clients that were scared of women and approaching and everything. Just like, go talk to every woman. Go talk to the, to the older women. The, talk to younger women. Talk to ugly women. Talk to beautiful women. Just start talking to women just like they're normal people. And then the, that fear threshold drops. And then it's like, then you're just having a conversation with people. And, and I will say too, that I can be guilty of that too. When I get really excited about someone, I will tend to be really weird and clumsy and a little awkward. Cause I'm like, oh my God, I like him so much. Does he like me? And, and I'll get a little, I'll get weird and awkward. So, but really when I just, I will catch myself and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just talk to this guy. Like he's a normal person. And then all of a sudden my, like my rational brain is back on track. I'm speaking like a articulate, intelligent woman and, you know, we can carry on. So I think it's a, to go back to your reality and, and thinking that's, it's really important to not be stuck in that place. Otherwise you're going to miss out. Yeah. We can't control what we think about. We can't control how we think, but you no, know, you can control how much credibility you give to the BS that's running through your head. It's like, you know, having the, I don't know if you ever do this for your dogs. You ever put the radio on really quiet for your dogs if you're leaving them at home? I will sometimes. I'll turn music on for them, but not really. So like if you put talk radio on for dogs and you're leaving them at home on their own, they'll sleep because it's just on in the background, right? It's the same thing with us, with our thinking. It's just talk radio on in the background. You don't have to listen to it, but it's just there. And like, you can't control what it says. You can't control the dial sometimes of like what, what you're listening to, but you can damn fucking well realize when you're taking the talk radio too seriously. Like on talk radio, they might say, if you don't pledge a hundred dollars, then uh, our radio station's about to, to, I don't know, be destroyed by these building people who are coming to knock down the building with us inside it. It's for dramatic effect. It's, it's, not, for, it's not really going to happen. They're not going to knock down the building while the people are inside broadcasting. Our thoughts are similar, like panic stations, everyone. She said no. She said yes. Holy fuck. What do I do? It doesn't need a response. Most of the time, 99% of the shit that goes on in our heads needs zero response. 
And that for me has been the biggest game changer. That's when I'm having so much fun here and just messing with people. Like I went to, I don't really do clubs, but I really love to dance. So there's a rooftop club here. They play techno and house music. And I'm just there. I really enjoy it. So I'm just dancing, doing my thing. And I wear these beads. I have a big white one too. This girl grabs my be- both beads and some of my chest hair and like pulls me over to where she is. And she's like, I love your beads. I'm like, whoa, whoa, okay. Please. I just started messing with her. I was like, yeah, I'm sure you do. You want these beads in your ass, don't you? And she was like, oh. I'm like, yeah, because I'm just having fun with it. And it, there's no seriousness and she can feel it too. And my friend always asked me, he's like, Sachin, how do you get, how do you not get slapped in the face when you're saying these like really dirty sexual things? And I'm, I, I think the only reason is because I'm having fun with it. But there's an invitational and fun energy about it instead of a serious and I need to get something from you. Yep. And, and a lot of women find humor attractive. So if you get a woman to laugh, then that, you know, that breaks down her guard a little bit. So I bet you're just crushing it down there. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. Like I said, I don't like to have sex with lots of different women like once or twice. I really like having great friendships with women that we sleep together a lot or like we like have slumber parties, right? Like last night, one of my friends, she's on her period and she's like, yeah, you probably don't want to see me. I'm like, what are you talking about? Just come over and chill. Like we'll get some cake. We'll watch a movie. It's all good. And, you know, like when I say this, I'm, and this is another thing that shocks me and kind of makes me a bit sad. They always say to me, like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, why not? Like, let's, let's hang out. And they're like, yeah, but we can't have sex. I'm like, that's fine. It's all good. Like, we don't need to touch each other to hang out. We can just hang out. And they, they're always shocked. Or one of them cried when I said it because they, they genuinely believed that the only reason I wanted to chill with them is so we could fuck. And while that's a very enjoyable part of our friendship, it, it's not what it's built on. Because if it's just sex, it's boring. If you can have, like, conversation, if you can hang out with someone, it's not, it adds to the whole thing. That's just my preference. It adds to the whole thing. And, you know, it's like a fuckboy will say to a woman on her period, well, just hit me up when you're done. <laughs> you know? And for you, you know, you're about the the whole experience. And, and that's what makes it so different. Newsflash, there's a human element to this whole thing. <laughs> so, you know, these women, they feel seen. They feel understood. You know, they, you are, you are giving them something that, no, you are giving them a lot of things that, you know, they, they need and want and they're craving. So, I am so thrilled for you, my friend, that you are not only, you know, enjoying yourself and having a good time, that you're able to explore a different dimension of yourself and, and really like let it out and, and, you know, have fun with it. And then too, what you were doing for these women, you know, if it's, if this is a snapshot in time, you know, if this is just a, a Mexico thing, if this is just a vacation thing that hopefully you've helped women you know, grow and blossom, heal, transform in, in ways that, you know, only you could. And that's, that's very powerful. It's funny that you say that because I genuinely, okay, I had this weird experience a few, like maybe a month ago. I was standing in my kitchen with a girl that I was with, we were both naked, like we'd just finished having sex. And she said, oh, such and like, can we, can we smoke a bit of weed? I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm rolling a joint and she's just looking at me. And I had this, this thought, like, wow, if I have a daughter, I would love for someone to treat her the way I'm treating my friend right now. Yeah. And this is what has really been sticking with me over the last year or so. But now, because I'm actually dating, it's the job of men to free women from the judgment that society puts on them, that family has put on them, that religion has put on them. And when I talk to women about this stuff, like, hey, look, I, I know you got a bit wet when I said whatever, but I want you to know that there's no judgment here and I'm not your fucking, you know, your, your, your high school teacher and I'm not your pastor from the church and I'm, I'm not trying to own you. I'm not trying to judge you. I'm just saying, hey, this is an open space where we can explore ourselves sexually with no judgment and complete freedom. 
That's why I'm inviting you to play with me. And I think if a lot more men started to understand how to disarm the guard of women from a good place, then the world would be way happier and women would have so much more fun with us. That was one of the best things I've heard in a long time. You are so right. And really, you know, I, I, I had one of my friends come on. She's a complex trauma specialist. And she was saying that it's our responsibility to show up in situations and relationships, understanding the other person's trauma and not to exacerbate it or, you know, to throw it in their face or whatever. And, and really you're talking about that in, in terms of the sexual world and where we are right now that, you know, you know, that there is a lot of shit. There's a lot of judgments. There's a lot of like slut shaming and you know it's like that whole spectrum women we don't know how we're supposed to show up sexually i mean i do and you know other women like me do but there are so many women out there they're like i don't know is it is it bad if i say that i like this is it is it is it wrong that i've had these many partners is it bad that you know there's so much judgment on us and and like you said is the the masculine to be able to say you know what this is a safe place and I want to treat you well. I want you to have fun. I want you to feel good. I, I want when you return home to your house and go back to your normal life, three years from now, I want you to look back, 30 years from now, I want you to look back and say, damn, that night with Sachin was a fucking game changer. That like, you know, that because, you know, that's, that's the power that we can have on each other. You know, that's the influence and the inspiration that we can have. And, you know, as scared as men are right now about, you know, how they interact with women and, you know, what's acceptable and are they getting in trouble, you know, post Me Too movement and everything and how masculine they can show up. I mean, it's really powerful that you say that because men can't sit back. They can't sit back and just say, you know what, ladies, just figure it out. Let us know when you No, we need yeah. the masculine to show up. We need the masculine to show up healthy. And I think a lot of men are quite scared of the leadership aspect of this, but it, there's nothing complicated about it. It's literally just saying, this is what I want to do to you. If you're down with that, let's have some fun. And also like just really being okay with ourselves, whatever happens, like it doesn't mean anything about you as a man. If you didn't make her come, if, if she said she wanted to stop halfway through, if we can just take things as they are without associating a meaning to it, women too, then everyone can just be with, with what's happening rather than get carried away in our heads. No, if she leaves now, it means this about me. Well, no, it could mean that she's just fucking tired. And next time she comes back, you're going to have the best blowjob of your fucking life. Like, no, we make massive jumps and leaps in consciousness and confusion conclusions because we think something is true and i think like a big part of this you know showing up and creating a safe space is do you have that within you because i definitely do my if you be around me if you see my relationship with myself it's a very safe space it's a very loving and nurturing space and that's why anyone i spend time with they will grow men and women will grow when they spend time with me because I have that within me to give to other people. And this is this all comes back to what is your relationship with yourself like? So I know you, your vitamin P is really fucking important to you, right? That's not penis, by the way, <laughs> just in case you got some new listeners. That's right. That is vitamin P is pleasure. Yeah, and I know from, from knowing you, it's rubbed off on me. You talking about it has made me more aware of it. Like, how such and how seriously do you take your pleasure? I'm like, oh, fuck, not very seriously at all. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, you, that's an example of how being around you, knowing you, has done some real good stuff for me, helping me to explore more of that. When women spend time with men who are in touch with themselves, have a strong relationship with themselves, that will rub off on them, and they'll feel that safety. They'll feel like, okay, nothing happening here and also women test like she'll pretend to be offended and if you're not secure in yourself you're like oh no please come back oh my god <laughs> and then if you're securing yourself like me you'll push it even fucking further 
like it, when when one girl was like, "How dare you say that to me?" I said, "Oh, so it, mean, it also means I shouldn't say I want to bend you over this couch right now." She was like, "Oh, well, yeah, I know, I know you like it." It's and good. she's like slipping off her pants. Yeah, don't talk to me <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that's a big aspect of leadership is like literally committing to a path and going for it, and it's just a beautiful thing to witness. Like I'm really proud of myself, but I'm I'm seeing the men that I'm around now. And this is going to sound really weird to say. I can't believe these words are fucking leaving my mouth. Every time I chill with guys and they see how I've interacted with women, they say the same three words. Dude, teach me. And I don't know what to fucking teach them. I have no idea. I don't have pickup lines. I don't have tactics. I don't have shit. I don't have a fucking playbook to chat, to refer to. I just start talking to them about their relationship with themselves and how they think. And that's it. I have no idea what else to do. It is so funny because halfway through this, like, you know, like 30 minutes ago, I'm like, so are you shifting your professional focus here? <laughs> really, Sachin, that's how my business changed. I was working with women to help them build their confidence and self-love and to be in their divine feminine. And after I had a slew of clients that were feeling great, they all turned to me and said the same thing, teach me. And I was like, teach you what? Like, I'm not married. I'm over here living my best single life. And they're like, yes, teach us that. And I'm like, okay. So just saying, you know, you, I feel like you're being called from, you know, spirit and a lot of people to, to show. And, and you're right. It's not necessarily a playbook. I mean, it could be a playbook, but really it's just that essence that you have that stems from your solidity your your confidence and and really your sense of self like you are steadfast you know who you are and that is something that not only women find attractive but men find attractive in a non-sexual way they see that and they're like wow how come i'm not confident how come i'm not just like shooting the shit with these women and then end up banging their brains out how is it that I'm not having these, you know, like sweet talks with this, you know, like the woman selling gelato or, you know, whatever it is, they're just seeing how you show up. And that's what, you know, their soul is really beckoning and yearning for. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a real moment of vulnerability right now. So like I had massive imposter syndrome around helping men with this stuff because not, not long ago I was really hung up for six fucking months on one girl, which doesn't happen to me. Like, it, it very rarely happens to me. And after that, I, th I thought, well, how the fuck am I supposed to help anyone when I was broken and damaged over this shit for six months? And it, it, it just putting a meaning on an event, it, it didn't, didn't have to mean shit. It, it, it could mean I'm even more qualified to help people. But after coming here and having a lot of experience, just meeting a lot of people, I think I've, in the last two months, I've met like 100 women. I definitely haven't slept with 100 women. That sounds fucking exhausting. But <laughs> I've met a lot of women. And these men, when they're saying to me, dude, teach me, it keeps hitting me like, oh, man, like, this is a calling. And I'm a little bit, no, that's a lie. I'm fucking terrified of, of picking up the phone and saying, <laughs> hi, uh, how can I help you? <laughs> it's the same as when I started my coaching business. It's yeah. the same as when I quit my job. It's the same as coming here. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen. But as you walk out onto the way, the way appears. So I'm just taking the next step and looking at what the next one is. And I think you're fucking right, man. Like, I think now is definitely, I've started to talk more about this stuff on my Instagram page. I've started to tell more people about it. I'm starting to talk more about it. And every time I talk about this stuff, the response is like, either do teach me from men, it's in, from women, it's like, okay, tell me more and get your fucking clothes off. Or it's like, wow, I've never heard of this before. Can you tell me more about it from everyone? And yeah, I, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to what unfolds from here. I am too. And being your friend, I'm excited to sit front and center and cheer you on. And ah, yes, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting. I'm so thankful to have friends like you and Ashton supporting me and like, you know, we're all doing such great work in the world. Thank you for setting a good example.
Well, you're welcome. Thank you for seeing me. And I am so thankful for our girl, Ashton. You know, she's my bestie and I love her with my whole freaking heart. And we we love you and we talk about you all the time when we're together and how great you are. And yes, you're this amazing playboy and you are so much more. You have done amazing things for your clients over the years and you have helped so many people build big, big, big businesses and have a lot of success, make a lot of money. And you, besides that, you're also a stellar human. And, you know, you and I have spent, I don't know how much time talking and we just enjoy each other's company. And, you know, I don't like everyone. So (laughs) there's that. (laughs) They say the quickest way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Now with me, it's through compliments. (laughs) I like that. Yes, me too. I'm like, Bypass my stomach. Just, yeah, I always say compliments will get you almost everywhere. Almost. Sachin, thank you so much for coming on the Game of Love. It is so wonderful to have you here. And I love your Instagram. It's freaking fire. And, you know, you're in vacation mode now. You're in Playboy mode now. So people that are going to follow you now, they're going to see that. And and two, you still, you know, you still have your your business hat on too. So what is your Instagram? It's Spoon of Consciousness. Spoon like the thing you eat with. And yeah, I'm posting, like everything I post is coming from personal experience. So if I post about overthinking, it's because I have been a habitual overthinker for my whole life. If I post about sex, it's because I just had a great experience and I want to share something I've learned. There's just so many things I keep learning. And I do a podcast. It's called What I Learned This Week. So once a week, I'll post my insights and learnings from the week. And yeah, I think everyone can get a lot out of it. I don't have anything to sell right now. I don't, I don't do like, I don't have a book out right now. Unless you're a coach and you want to make more money, sure, like shoot me a message. I'll send you my book. But the main thing I want from everyone, if you if you want to want to engage with what I'm doing, just read some of the posts or watch one of the videos and tell me what you got from it, because that helps me to make more stuff that helps other people. So that would be great. Thank you. Yeah, give some give some feedback, some ideas, some things that you're struggling with, questions that you have, and I'm sure people are already falling in love with you because of this episode. And I just want to attest to being your friend that you are definitely a safe place. And I've been very vulnerable with you. You know, we've been close this last year, and I've gone through you know my stuff and had hardships this year and you've held space for me. So I can, can definitely say, Hey, this is a, a trustworthy place. So I bring that up. So if you have questions that you might be a little embarrassed about, Sasha can handle it and he will be tender and supportive and playful and easy to engage. So follow him, send him your questions And yeah, thank you again for being on the show. It's great to have you here. I'm glad we recorded this. I'm going to save that endorsement and put it on like front and center where everyone can see it. (laughs) Absolutely. We could even do the video and heck, I could, I could just do a whole video shoot for you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. Oh, thank you. And thank you to everyone who tuned in to listen to this episode you can follow me, jessicasmith.love on Instagram. And, you know, I am always trying to give you guys a little glimpse of what's happening in my personal life, as well as tips for your love life, your dating life. Again, I appreciate you. Take good care of yourself. And until next time, get out there and love each other. Bye.